Uh, I think I have it marked correctly. Yes. I love and I have um I was trying to think of like a way to like succinctly say a theme. Okay. I think the succinct theme, which needs you to be more succinct than this. <laughs> okay, let's try. Is um what may be a difficult decision for me is not a difficult decision necessarily for you and vice versa. Okay. So, so we, so we, we bring these assumptions forward about parenting on the spectrum that this is going to be difficult or that's going to be difficult, but your difficult and my difficult are, are, are two different things are two different things. And so, and so there's, it's kind of useless to think in the in the regular terms okay see what i'm saying yeah i do um trying to think of how to so so what i wrote what i wrote down is what i was first thinking about was um uh the gambling metaphor that people use like we're beating the odds where you know we've beat like we've succeeded where we were supposed to fail or okay. whatever okay and and, you know, my thought on that is, first of all, that kind of engages and engages us in this idea that somebody's winning. Oh, they're winners. Right. And, losers, right. and that, and that and it requires losers. Right. Because otherwise you're not beating the odds. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, that's and, cool. and so that's destructive um, because, because we have disability, uh, some of the success about disability we have set up with the expectation that failure is okay for a significant number of people. Wow. Okay. But that is a little dark. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little dark. Everything we talk about dark. I think it's dark. Um, yeah. So. Do we set it up something like no winners and losers or? Uh, yeah, yeah, like I think that? so. Yeah, yeah. Because actually then I was like, I have a different metaphor that I think works better. Okay. And All so, right. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's I like what that. we'll call it. No winners or losers. Okay. Okay. Then we okay. Can, we can do that. And then um, did you see the thing that Donna posted about making burgers in the cast iron? No. She purposely taught Matea how to cook hamburgers in this cast iron that belonged to her grandmother. Okay. It's a really cool story. Okay. Maybe I did. And, um, well, I mean, she doesn't flesh it out and totally like it's a really cool story, but I see okay. the potential for a really cool story. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I was thinking um, about that because it's such a powerful, uh, it, it's, it's powerful to me in the sense of like, She's taking in, because of where Matea's at, she's uh -huh. taking it on faith that she can teach her how to do this. Right. Right. And there's just tons of kids you couldn't do that with. Right. Who, who are on the spectrum or whatever. And so it's interesting because she's seeing it as she's reduced it down to the simple things in life. That's why I thought you'd read it because I think she got it from your simple life thing. And then, um, and then really it's a very complex 
okay. task to handle yeah. raw meat and make burgers and cook for other people. And right. You know? And so, so I thought it was, I thought it was a really good example of one of those things where you think your kid's super limited. Yeah. And other people would be like, wow. <laughs> so true you can't compare you know yeah no that's just we're, we're setting ourselves up for failure anytime we compare with someone else because and everyone's yeah. so different right so yeah yeah okay. anyway yeah. so that that's okay. kind of what got me thinking about all this okay that sounds good this um, is good stuff yeah okay all right okay. I'm all right. you're ready okay okay welcome to mom's unpacking autism i'm in and i'm here with my co-host stacy and today we are going to talk about what, Stacy. We're going to talk about the fact that there are no winners or losers in autism world. Wow, that sounds really interesting. I got to I got to thinking about this because uh, my son finally finished the requirements for his AA degree, or he will at the end of the semester. But we got to file like the paperwork that said, "Yeah, you know, you're done." Congratulations! Oh, it's. It's freaking huge. It's fabulous. It is. It's amazing. It's it's like I was expecting fireworks. You know, the earth stopped in its rotation slightly. <laughs> but you, it, it's a big deal. Yes. Uh, and and yet one of my friends said back to me, oh, it's great. He's beating the odds. Huh. And which led me to thinking about um, what it means to use a metaphor about gambling when it has to do with our kids. Right. What are odds? I mean, like, what's the, what, what are we matching up? What's, what's our yardstick? Mm -hmm. And I think it's, I think it's also a really unhelpful way to think uh, because then you naturally set up this idea that it's a game and that there's a competition involved. Mm -hmm. And anytime a parent dealing with somebody on the spectrum starts to think there's a competition, at least for me, it's very destructive. And, and often quite limiting and actually succeeding at the things that we can succeed at. Uh-huh. That makes sense. You know, I spent the entire week being jealous of your daughter's job. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, my daughter's been in college for six years and doesn't yeah. have her AA degree. So I'm oh, sitting mine. here. <laughs> <laughs> but my Wait. daughter's two years older than your son. Oh, right. Well, good point. Good point. We'll be all caught up. Okay. We're caught up. <laughs> the other part of um the the kind of the gambling metaphor or the odds metaphor that's that's problematic is um the only way it wins in a contest is if you have a, a pretty significant number of losers okay so when we say our kids are beating the odds um we're tacitly admitting that there are kids that we expect won't Right. And it's, it's um, a very, I hate the phrase slippery slope, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's a slippery slope to not wishing well on other people. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just going to have to band together. Well, we really are. And that's kind of like saying, that's kind of like taking everybody in the hospital and saying, well, at least I don't have this, or at least you don't have this. And, but you're all in the hospital, you know? Yes. (laughs) Yes, and, yes, and, and any number of those things could kill someone, you know? Right, right. Yeah. And I, and I also think that we're all on much more of a spectrum of ability than is often acknowledged. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 this idea of normal is is it's really becoming useless to me the the older I get. Yeah. I was pretty sure at 16 I knew what normal is. I'm pretty confident here at 54 that I don't. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, no. <laughs> Even when people say this is the new normal, I mean, that really falls short. It just clunks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to love this story. So this, this is what happened to me this morning, which okay. I think you'll just really enjoy. Okay. So um, my son comes into the room and says, I need you to get this art supply. Okay. And I said, oh, well, let's find out more about it. But, you know, I'm in the middle of taking a class. I can't really talk right now. And he's like, okay, I'll write you a note. So he wrote me a note on a gum wrapper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's exactly what I need. It's on the gum wrapper. Now, gum wrapper is paper. Well, that it is, but oh my gosh. <laughs> right. And then also, I swear to you, I probably said, could you write me a little note? <laughs> We found the littlest piece of paper. Good to make your little note. I love it. Exactly. And and so I think we're sitting square in the middle of a society that's going to look at that as like weird. Like if, if, the, if you were in the job mark or you know, job, if you're in the workplace, yeah. you find that to be quote weird. Uh-huh. But you know, we all thought like um post-it notes were weird. Well, that's there was a good stretch of time where if you had written a note on a post-it note and given it to somebody, they would have been like <laughs> okay are we gonna start so it's adhesive <laughs> gun gum wrapper notes <laughs> yes yeah, which isn't to, which isn't to normalize it but it is to say that that um sometimes i think we look for excuses for making one of our kids something really weird when it's basically accomplishing the same thing that was needed uh-huh you know so uh, so so we needed the note Right. In order to convey the um, information, but, but the form it took is what I settled on. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, it was unexpected. <laughs> it was unexpected. <laughs> I think very cute. And, and in a way that should be able to stick to you too, since it's gum. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have, um, Okay, so here's my metaphor for what I think works better than than um, the gambling. Okay. But I don't know if it really holds up. Let's see if you think this works with your daughter. Okay. Okay. I think, oh, this is going to sound vaguely offensive, but I think parenting kids on the spectrum is more like having a car that sometimes needs somebody to run beside it to start it up. Like it's not quite working and it's going to need a team to get it going again. Okay. Like run, 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 run. And then you jump in the car and it runs for a while Mm -hmm. and then it doesn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So everybody's got to pile out of the car and figure out what's wrong with the car now. Now I hate that because it's like, what's wrong with, with the car. But, but what I, what I'm getting at is to me that allows for everybody can have their own car. It doesn't exclude anybody. So we're not going to compare cars. We're not going to compare cars. Runs more than that car. Right. We're going to be like, we want, we would love if the car got from say here to McDonald's. Uh huh. How are we going to get the car there? Uh huh. Not, you can't go to McDonald's because my car is the only one that's allowed (laughs) because of the odds. Okay. (laughs) Right. There's, 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 um, I think we need to work as 
as advocates um, in a broader sense. So, so what I've been thinking about is like, and uh, I'm so interested to hear what you have to say about this. I've been thinking about like racism okay. and how we need like anti-racist and strong advocates that speak up. Yeah. I think we need the same thing for disabilities. I think we need people to stand up and say, no, that um, I don't care if my desk mate has weird habits about writing. Yeah. It's important that they're here. Right, right. I would agree with that. In fact, if I want to take that metaphor a little farther where we're uh -huh. running along the side of cars, I'd yeah. like to see roads with lanes where people can run along. So there's- Oh, yes. Just for those cars and the people that run alongside of them. Because as it is right now, when we're running alongside of those cars, they're on the regular roads and we're getting run over. Yes. And we're getting in accidents and we're getting, you know, it's not good. So I, and that goes along with the advocacy for people with disabilities and the people that care for them so that we can run alongside them. Yes. The yes. world has to be more friendly about this. I think we need a more flexible world. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm tired of, I'm tired of this normal business that somehow the definition of normal is what ends up excluding my yep. kid. I agree. A hundred percent because it, we've talked about this, I think on the early episodes, how there are so many kids on the spectrum now, mm -hmm. you know, more mm -hmm. and more are coming up and, and our kids were kind of some of the front runners, you know, mm -hmm. we were at the beginning of the curve where more and more kids were being diagnosed. Yep. And, um, and, and on the, uh, where IEPs were really in place right. and yes, right. establishing disability. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, now it seems to be easier and more accepted, but so what's going to happen though? I still don't think that there are going to be roads for these kids 10, 20 years down the pike when they're trying to get into the job market or trying to get through school or trying to figure out assisted living or non-assisted living or anything mm -hmm. else, mm -hmm. what's going to be available to them? I, I, I think that we're not, we're not moving in that direction fast enough. Yes. And, and one of those reasons that we're not is because we have a failure to acknowledge as a society that this affects all of us. And that's just like racism. I think so. I think yeah. it has, I think it has, a, um, it has a weight yeah. to it that, that, yeah. that prevents our society from being whole. Right. Right. So what is it in our society that doesn't want to accept these um, people? as as regular members of society why do we need to shun them what is it yeah why is it so threatening right right i mean it feels like there's fear um mm -hmm. but why can't we look at someone who thinks differently and acts differently and love them and come mm -hmm. alongside of them and um not you know kind of put them in a group of oh they're weird and different and and then that's just making their life really hard and yeah. yeah. And it, it, it's, um, you know, I've certainly had social interactions with, with people um, on any, any and all parts of the human spectrum where I'm wildly uncomfortable and I don't think I should necessarily have to perpetuate a friendship with them. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Okay. So, so I'm not, and I don't think you are advocating that, you know, you don't have standards or you don't have boundaries or you don't have places that um, feel safer to you. Mm -hmm. 
But until we begin to acknowledge that we all deal with this, mm-hmm. everybody you know mm-hmm. has is in some way connected to somebody with a disability that's discriminated against because of their disability. Right. And pretending otherwise is not helping. No. Right. No, now. it's not. No. And, and we need such a paradigm shift too, that we don't want pity friendships for them. Nope. No, because they can see through that in a heartbeat and that doesn't do any good. We need genuine people who are going to love and accept people in their stages of differentness. And there's, Mm -hmm. there's gotta be people. I, I think it would start from childhood on training people to, Mm -hmm love the kids that are different, you know, cause that's where it all starts when you're in school and someone's a little weird, you think, and then you start ignoring them or making fun of them. And, and mm-hmm. it just goes from there. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, you've reminded me too, that there's recently my book club, um, somebody said, oh, well, maybe more of a reason to pick this particular book is because I'm trying to read more books by um, people of color who've written them. Uh-huh. And she, oh, she, she put it on the agenda. She put it out there. Right. And I thought to myself, I have never once in book club said, oh, that would be, you know, we, we should be more inclusive of the writers who maybe have a disability. Yeah. I've never said that in a, huh. in a group. And, and, and so sometimes advocacy, I think just comes in the terms of speaking up, which yeah. isn't to lecture everybody and all that. I just... Yeah. I just realized that this is, this can't be just you pushing your kid's car. Right. Once again, I'm back to the idea. None of us do this alone. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and, and I also think the discomfort is not necessarily the most important part of an interaction. Mm. You know, we tend to focus on the discomfort mm-hmm. as the part of the story or the thing that made the lasting impression. But often if we can sit in our discomfort for just a few seconds longer than typical, we can have a meaningful, you know, dialogue or exchange. That's so very true. You're right. I, well, you know, I'm right. Uh, well, you're always right, Steve. <laughs> we're I always be right. talking to you. If you I know we are. so yeah. good that we're always right. Yeah, I, I know, right? <laughs> And we're sharing this with the world because we're always right. Yes. Because I, so if you're not like, I want you as a grandparent or whatever, I want you to be helping to make the lanes. Mm-hmm. I want you to be pushing the, pushing the car with me and not just tolerating Christmas. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. that's very true. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or wondering, <laughs> kind of looking at your child and judging them because they're not, um, they're not going fast enough in their car or they're not going to the right destination or why do they drive that way with their foot on the brake? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a little note. Yeah. Yeah. If you just took your foot off the brake, your car would do much better. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was thinking about that the, uh, today also, because as we filed these graduation papers, my, um, my stepdad, who's an amazing man, um, never got a college education. Wow. So technically, I'm going to have this kid that is often thought of in familial terms as unsuccessful Uh or unable to do things, if I may say so politely. Right. (laughs) 
will have done something. Yeah. No. That the neurotypical person in our family has not. Which leads us right back to we can't compare. We can't exactly kids with each other. And we can't compare with the other people. We no, 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 because it because that is not how his value is determined. Exactly. And and uh, for both sides, both right. sides of that, and, right? And so yeah, I was I was kind of had a little had a little mom chuckle, you know. Love <laughs> <laughs> your little chuckles. A little chuckle. So um, today's uh, today I'm reading, yay, from Anne Lamott, uh, Plan B: Further Thoughts on Faith. If you are not familiar with Anne Lamott, well, I'll put up a a, a link on them. Our Facebook page. Uh, it, it, she's a truly reassuring writer about parenting. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> I love her. She's so real. <laughs> yeah. And 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 she is she is a devout uh, Christian, but her books don't read like that. Don't don't no. let that scare you. No. Um, at at all. So so um, this is a chapter um, called Adolescence, and it's when her son Sam, who's now a full grown human and has a wonderful podcast um was uh 13 and she had gotten into a fight with him and uh, had dragged him away from a sleepover and told him that he could not get out of the car until he apologized uh-huh so that's where we are okay um so she's laying beneath a log uh thinking she's never going to speak to him again she says i was still inattentive and i prayed and eventually some of my anger dissipated after a while, I heard the car door open. It was as if once things were more peaceful in me, the deer or the bobcat could come out of the thicket to case the joint. I heard his footsteps approach and I sat up. When he came over, he was both deer and bobcat, tentative, dangerous, and teary. He stood a few feet away, looking back at the car. He sighed and began to speak. I'm sorry I was such an asshole, he said. I'd sort of been hoping he'd say something I could report back to my pastor, but I saw how bad he felt, how lonely. Okay, he said. I shook my head inside. I'm sorry. I was such an asshole, too. He sat down in the dirt, and we walked in a stilted, unhappy way. I practiced being right for a while, and he was sullen. Then I practiced being kind. Mm. And, mm. oh, if I could bring that forward into parenting. Mm. Mm. You know, practiced being kind yeah would it would it would go a ways <laughs> so true right? <laughs> oh, can you practice being kind or is it beyond you right now I think I can practice it um but I've got it I might have to sell my lips shut <laughs> <laughs> Blurt so, so in a, a Frankenstein-ish manner, yes. then yeah, you could be like those dolls because, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, those dolls or, yeah. or the dead people from horror movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because I blurt things out that I think are loving because they seem to be, if you do this, your car will go faster, mm-hmm. um, you know, but they just come out as you rot, you suck, you, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't come, it never comes out right. Never. I, I think that what I'm starting to learn is that when I practice kindness, I say less. 
Oh, yeah, that's I can't be. I can't be held accountable for that ability. (laughs) Very naturally quiet. (laughs) And then what I need is a sign that says I'm practicing kindness. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Because they might interpret your your silence as irritation. Exactly. How about your facial expressions? Because I think I need a mask over my face. Yeah, yeah. I um, what gets me in trouble is my tone of voice. Mm. I've got. I'm pretty practiced at the neutral. Oh, I'm just listening face. Okay. Uh, but but um, m- my voice goes into a little bit of a lower register, <laughs> and then and then everybody knows. Like, there's, there's no hiding. <laughs> or if I say, I just need a minute. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I just need a minute isn't because I'm (laughs) contemplating how wonderful life is and I don't want it interrupted. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) I just need a minute means I'm contemplating slapping you into tomorrow or (laughs) I was wishing I had never chosen to be a parent. (laughs) They're not small things I'm thinking. (laughs) That one moment. (laughs) One minute, one minute for... (laughs) Reminding my entire existence. <laughs> I can picture that one moment and I think, right? huh. <laughs> oh, we were actually gosh. interrupted by a phone call during that one moment and we chose to resume. And and sometimes I think, huh. <laughs> huh. huh. What do you know? Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. So my, so, so, uh, okay, I guess my last thing to tell you today is I, I, I tried hard things. Okay. And logged in to the health and human services in okay. our, in our County. Yep. Okay. First of all, I did not throw up on the computer. <laughs> That's, my first thing. That's good. Good. But I just sat there. I'm like, I'm all red faced. I'm like actually sweaty. I'm like typing legit. I'm just typing. It's so yeah. stressful. Yeah. So what I learned was I, I made myself tolerate it for 10 minutes. Right. Um, and what I learned was I could be being paid to be a caretaker really at this point which i didn't know um because i thought we were past that yeah okay um then i found out that um uh he he would need to be registered for uh, medicaid for that to happen so uh, i realize everybody else has figured this out but me but um i'd seen the walls close into a very certain outcome about whether or not my kid needs to be signed up for Medicaid. Wow. <laughs> Seems like, uh, yes. Huh. <laughs> and, but I don't know if, so my next thing to find out is, I don't know if you can sign up for Medicaid if you have insurance okay. by, through a company still. Right. I mean, I presume you can because lots of people in disability have like, when they're little kids, they have parents that have jobs and stuff with yeah. benefits. Yeah. Well, that, that makes me think. So a anyway, I'll look, I'll, I'll look into it for those okay. of us who are following along and what can you yeah. do with your, um, adult, uh, adult parenting. Right. Right. You've, Very you've, interesting. If you're ready to push the car for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll have my husband look into that. <laughs> well, no, it's, it, no, I mean, it might be. Yeah. He doesn't get as stressed as I do. So maybe he can look at it. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's my thought for today. That's very interesting. Thank you. That's actually really helpful. Yeah. So I don't mean to be helpful. 
You, yes, you do. <laughs> I'll be expecting you to paint me a very pretty sign that says, I need a minute. <laughs> you want me to put a DIY on my YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you think I need a moment sounds more elegant? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. I need a moment. Well, I aim to be elegant. Yeah. It's like it's like when I sit down and I say, "Oh, it'd be delightful if somebody brought me a cool beverage." Yeah. Like that. I want to yeah. be like that. <laughs> but you know, I, I'm thinking that you need to cross stitch the "I need a moment" sign. I think that would be more appropriate. I could do that. Yeah. Okay. 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 All Sounds right. Good. This was really good, Stacy. As always, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, and I know we have a couple um, uh, new listeners, so welcome aboard. Oh, welcome aboard new listeners. We love you all. We really appreciate you. And join us on our Facebook page to chat with us. Moms mm -hmm. Unpacking Autism. Um, we're available. Stacy is always on there saying clever things. And, and I give her thumbs up. So, you know, we do our share. <laughs> so we will see you guys next week. Thanks for watching. Take care. Bye-bye. Let's put this on.